like the hands up don't shoot, systemic racism, cops target blacks, equity, no justice no peace, black lives matters, Trump colluded with Russia, and January 6th was an insurrection are just some of the harmful but baseless slogans the left and the victimization and divisity extortionists use. Indeed can you give just one factual example of systemic racism against blacks in the past decade? Perhaps Jesse Smollett can find one example. Another left-wing trope used to stir up racial division for their brainwashed robot army is there are good people on both sides as a statement they attributed to Trump after Charlottesville. Indeed the Obama, Rice, Sharpton, Soros empty suit historical failure braindead Joe Biden briefly opened his eyes, rose up and regurgitated this malicious lie to the world at a NATO meeting this week. Indeed, he said this was why he ran for president. We of course know the reason he was selected is to be a rubber stamp corrupt puppet and help move trillions of dollars of taxpayer money, in the form of massive platters of pork to his minority, left-wing, pro-terrorist, anti-American anti-Semitic, socialist, color and sex over merit radical losers that are the new base of the Democrat Party. But, did Trump say that during a famous press conference following the Charlottesville riots of August 2017? The major fake news media reported that he did. But what if their reporting is wrong? Worse, what if their reporting is wrong and they know it's wrong? A straight exploration of the facts should reveal the truth. This is what the liberal media did to President Trump following the melee in Charlottesville. They convicted him as a supporter of white supremacy simply for having the wisdom to wait until facts emerged. They declared his statement too little too late. Trump is not a racist, but rather a victim of an ongoing media smear campaign. Even the transcript of his remarks on leftleaningfactcheck.org proves Trump condemned white supremacy several times. Indeed, he was referring to the pulling down of a statue of Robert E. Lee when he spoke of very fine people. People do disagree with the destruction of statues, and that is their right to do so. Moreover, on the day of Heather Heyer's killing, he unequivocally issued a statement condemning hatred and violence by anyone. You can fault President Trump for many things, but distorting what he said at Charlottesville and thereafter is not good journalism, it's grasping at some political advantage. Another ongoing hoax easily disproved by serious journalism is that proud Americans, who support Trump and counter the BLM-slash-Antifa rioting and destruction of our sites are white supremacists. The Proud Boy hoax is a good example of the ongoing smear tactics used to reinforce left-wing brainwashing. Enrique Tario insists that the Proud Boys aren't white supremacists, and he would be in a position to know. For one, he's the international chairman. For another, he's black. I denounce white supremacy, Mr. Tario said in an interview with WSVN-TV in Miami. I denounce anti-Semitism. I denounce racism. I denounce fascism. I denounce communism and any other ism that is prejudiced toward people because of their race, religion, culture, and tone of skin. What riots? As reported by Steve Krakauer in The Hill, the New York Times has introduced a new term into our political lexicon, rage moms. Its story described fired-up mothers supporting protesters in Portland, Oregon, and the caption on the story's photo declared, The wall of moms that emerged from the Portland protests is one of the latest examples of parents engaging in activism to strengthen the social safety net. Democrats, the Times said, are counting on these rage moms to help them win in November. They did, but also reinforced the negative stereotype of women acting out of emotion and not logic. Their families are now paying the huge price for not considering the negative impacts of their decisions, predicted in the beginning of my book Brainwashed. America's Cultural Revolution. Once Great Portland like so many blue cities has become embarrassing crime-ridden, shitholes due to their naive support for always-failed radical woke policies. Meanwhile, 
The Washington Post wrote a glowing profile of Portland's protesters, complete with a photo shoot in protest garb and the headline that protest is what Portland does best. I'm waiting to see that slogan in the Chamber of Commerce pitch for visitors. They can offer a free circus as well, with the governor and mayor performing a dog and pony show while the city burns in the background. These are just two examples of the absurd lengths to which the Acela Corridor Media, the biased left-wing media named for the Amtrak service that runs between, and is largely based in, New York City and Washington D.C., has gone to glamorize the violent riots that have emerged from what began as peaceful protests around the country. Portland is not a model of peaceful protests, no matter how the media tries to spin it through a bias of omission of the reality on the ground. Here's the truth, over a recent weekend, a man was violently assaulted to the point of being rendered unconscious by a mob that said he tried to run over people. Without social media, no one would likely have any idea that this happened. This is not new, violent rioters are regularly clashing with police officers in Portland. When the media does cover Portland rioting, it often misses the story. There are the subtle ways, like how CBS News picks up a story about rioting by describing it passively as riot declared by police, rather than stating that a literal riot happened. Or you have something more egregious, like the Times story about Bible burning and flag burning in Portland. The Times described it as the first viral hit in Russia's 2020 disinformation campaign and claimed the story spread by conservatives was too good to check. In reality, even somewhat left-biased Snopes described the story as true not Russia disinformation, as the Times alleged. Several Bibles were, in fact, burned. An American flag was, too, as a crowd cheered. Stating these facts is not disinformation, nor does it mean all protesters burned Bibles and American flags. But reporting the truth was mischaracterized by the Times as disinformation. And this is the crux of the issue, the Times and others in the media are so resistant to describe the violent looting and rioting happening in America as what it is, because they believe it will take away from the legitimate social justice protests which spurred these latest actions. In fact, by spinning the violence as part of the protests, the media take away from the cause they are trying to protect. Peaceful protesters don't assault police officers, they don't burn or loot buildings. That sort of criminal behavior should be covered, and not ignored, so it can be contrasted with the coverage the media should give to the legitimate protests. It's no longer relegated to protests. Portland saw more homicides in its history. And it's not just Portland, either. In Chicago earlier this month, massive looting was condemned by the mayor but not by media forces covering for Black Lives Matter. On CNN, the incident was barely covered. In New York City, gun violence has skyrocketed, and it's fallen to sites like The Gothamist and other local outlets to cover it, since the national media has largely ignored it. Indeed, the Soros-funded black KKK also known as BLM is the most racist, corrupt, dangerous, radical group in American history. This reincarnation of the racist criminal Black Panther is dangerous, anti-American insurgents responsible for countless deaths, billions in destruction and looting. Indeed, we are watching as complete breakdown of law and order in our justice system as they continue to provide cover for these worthless criminal scumbags. Contrast that to the one death on January 6th. That death was of an unarmed woman veteran who was a Trump supporter. Yet the DOJ launched the biggest investigation in U.S. history and held kangaroo court trials for these proud Americans who rightly protested against election fraud. The party in power should have instead been investigating proof of election fraud which comes to light daily through independent investigations since half the country still believe fraud happened and turned the election. If they have nothing to hide why not investigate? Moreover, why no investigation of the worst riots in American history committed by real openly the committed insurrectionists, Antifa and BLM which went unpunished? 
Instead the DOJ and Pelosi Gestapo go after those of us that love our country and its constitution. Sadly, that does not include the corrupt dummy Biden who this week, unbelievably trashed our founding document in front of our troops who risked their lives to uphold it. The media refusing to do their job as a fair, neutral purveyor of information has real-world consequences. Following the media's rosy portrayal of the illegal occupation of Seattle by the chas chop group, which led to violence and other criminal behavior, Seattle's city government eventually caved to many of their demands. In response, Seattle's black female police chief resigned. It really is about the overarching lack of respect for the officers, the men and women who work so hard, day in and day out, said Chief Carmen Best. What we used to call mainstream media is now woke media. Many don't even try to be objective. Watching CNN during this summer's protests, I noticed that reporters kept calling protests mostly peaceful, even when reporting violence. CNN posted the words, mostly peaceful protests on the screen when flaming cars were on the street behind their reporter. CNN defended itself, citing a study that said 93% of protests were peaceful. But that's silly. When planes crash, we don't put 99% landed safely on the screen. As Joe Concha put it, when people start dying and losing their businesses, that's your story. And then there is the media's most potent power, the power to ignore certain stories. For those who are passive in the way they receive information, that is accepting what the major media report and say, these and worse comments are accepted as truth. That is a major reason the brainwashing happened. It is why socialism and the Democratic Party, which offer free stuff in exchange for votes, are so appealing to especially the young. The media's liberal slant is likely a major factor contributing to the decline of newspaper circulation and broadcast news ratings. It is also predictable that people don't need to waste their time, or money, reading and watching. American taxpayers have long subsidized the indoctrination efforts of the Public Broadcasting Service, PBS. PBS has now become a major component of leftist broadcasting. In fact, millions of people wonder what public PBS thinks it is broadcasting to? Is it useful to include every point of view simply to cover every base? Even PBS senior producer Linda Harar said that PBS programming is virtually impossible for their audience to sort out. We agree, but PBS listeners are more conservative and do not appreciate the historical revisionism and moral relativism found throughout PBS programming, right down to kids' programming. If you hate and want to destroy America then vote again for the fraudulently elected left-wing color and sex over merit historic corrupt failures who lie whenever their lips move.